right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 357 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today, it's just Ken and me, the voice of reason, 69th Blizzard. Everyone else is AWOL. Uh, Mark's busy. Mark's very busy. Uh, Lonnie's busy. Where's Andrew? Andrew. Yeah, where's Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he wasn't supposed to be here. So uh, we're just going to go through some topics on the board. A couple of, uh, you know, bits and pieces before we get into those topics is first of all thank you to everyone who joined us on the live stream last week that was fun yeah it's pretty much no different from how we do a show right now we're recording and we're not broadcasting live but uh one thing that we don't get from doing it this way is input from viewers and that's always nice you know it was real fun to get to interact with people while we were chatting and it also took us off in some different uh i guess directions that we kind of normally would so uh we didn't get any trolls that was awesome as well so <laughs> surprising no, next it, time maybe they'll always they'll always be someone and maybe someone wants to come in with a with a tough question and maybe we will mm-hmm. address it maybe we won't you know that's the nice thing so thank you all again we will do it well because it, it was fun um you know who knows again in the future no doubt um other news i kicked off a new series on the youtube channel and now it's got a dedicated spotify um at iTunes, I'm still trying to fight with Apple, or not Apple, uh, Amazon podcast for the, I'm calling it the Kiss FAQ Song Story Series. Say that okay. quickly three times. Um, yeah, I worked all night, so I'm a bit tired. I can barely speak anyway. Um, what is it? Well, I started working on a revamped version of the Kiss Demo Stories, if anyone remembers that book. Which was, I think, the mm-hmm. second one I did. I just like to have the stories of every single song, everything that the band members had said about that, and try and work it into a narrative. So, in reworking it, I, I figured, why not do some of these as individual kind of spoken word podcasts with a little bit of production? So, there's parts of the demos of songs, there's parts, well, some interview clips now that we've got the audio versions of Gene and Paul's books. Um, and other things, all wrapped into kind of a, a short multimedia experience. Now, the first episode is Beth, so it's 25 minutes long, and that is not kind of a good, you know, measure of how long I envisage these being. You know, most of the first series is kind of written at this point, just uh, pending, you know, uh, finding the right sort of audio. But uh, the first one is up. I love feedback on it. I, I want it to be short bites where you can just listen to the history and you know maybe you've heard the quotes being spoken by the people. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you knew it all. Maybe you didn't. And uh, it's just something fun to do. So whether or not I ever get to the point where I put out an updated version of the demo stories, I probably will because of the Gene Simmons vault, adding a lot of information into the mix. And obviously a lot of demos have... Oh, a lot of demos have surfaced, uh, you know, since that original book came out. So do check it out if you so wish. Uh, I mentioned Mark. So he's away, but I got mail, as did a lot of people I've seen I on Facebook, too, yeah. their records. And this is, of course, his Project Gemini in the year 3073 Book 2 LP. But I did just want to show people what people what Mark does and uh, what people who help Mark do. And it comes with a download card, so if people have received it and didn't realize it, there's a little URL on there where you can download bonus material for the album. And I think it's three songs. So he includes a really cool booklet. Did a great job. And he's got his own YouTube channel where he's shown all this, but I'm really impressed with this. And since we're going to talk about some Kiss Vinyl today, it's nice just to do a uh, little comparison. He's got a poster in there and then of course there's the colored vinyl and i think he's still got some copies of this available and if not you can certainly go on his band camp and check out the music so he doesn't half ass yeah. it with his liners it's a real look at it's that. a real cool package yeah it's uh it reminds me of like a what 1950s or 60s you know color 
like refrigerator, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, like aqua you know teal, I mean? uh, like an old frigid air, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. from back in the day. So, Mark, well done with that. And I, I saw someone's arrive broken, which is real oh, yeah, killer. That. That's a bummer to see. But with all the vinyl that I've had arrive damaged, I'm not shocked these days. And it's simply yeah. why I generally don't buy any vinyl. So I just wanted yeah. to show that off since Mark's not yeah, here. Yeah, there's still, uh, like I said, there's probably still some vinyl uh, available. You can check with Mark or his Project Gemini site. Um, I, I just like to say it, the vinyl sounds really really good it's it has just a great sound and i think it's probably the the best pressing sound wise uh of his project gemini albums uh it's really really good and it's yeah. good music too yeah very uh, very good music i'm very impressed by his growth on this as an as an artist i haven't listened to the vinyl because i'm just pure digital i buy the vinyl because i like it um and i also have a test pressing because those are cool oh. all right well, let's get, you know, now that I'm done pimping my stuff and uh, reminding everyone about Mark's music, which he didn't ask me to do, so Mark, surprise. Um, let's get into some topics from the board this week. Actually, have you bought any Kiss stuff this week? Have you had anything arrive? Uh, nothing. I don't think anything's arrived. I don't think I, I don't think I bought anything. It's really nothing new on the horizon other than what I've already pre-ordered, you know, the off the soundboard uh thing so yeah nothing nothing new well that's a great segue because that's the first topic you know what's your reaction for the uh heavens on fire single kind of dropped for, or the sec the track it's up on yeah. spotify i don't know if it's on youtube because i just don't pay it i haven't had time to to check uh, where else it is but what did you think of that song i yeah i listened to it on uh um itunes you know they sample like a minute or whatever it is um yeah it's it sounds really good just like you know the first uh, one i was made for loving you it sounded real good this one sounds really really good uh a great version of heads on fire well, you know version you could say version it's the same old version but uh, it's just a really great sounding recording um so i'm 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 happy to hear that and so i'm happy that you know i think we're gonna get a really really good sounding you know three albums or two cds whatever whatever format you're getting um it's going to be really really sounding good and, and a, a cool thing uh, and i haven't compared it to whatever was already out there as you know the bootlegs um i i, I have you compared or noticed any difference what this one to what circulated yeah 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 it, yeah it's circulated you know, but this okay. this is but, but you know this is ten on a ten wise, scale. What do you did you compare? I haven't I haven't heard what was already circulated before hearing. Th yeah, this. I, I mean, for most people, they're going to be impressed by it because it really does sound bombastic, and it's exactly kind of the power that you'd expect to hear from that lineup. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it you know I think the vast majority of people are going to be happy, especially those people who say that they checked out you know after 2000. You know maybe they'll oh. they'll they'll give 2001 you know a chance. <laughs> go a little and, bit. Yeah, just the, just go that one extra step. Farther. You know, yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah. you know move a little bit and uh, and check <laughs> it out. But you know it is powerful. And, you know, it's a little mm -hmm. bit melancholy for those of us who, you know, seen the end of the road tour because that song is part of the set today. And going back 20 years and hearing Paul when he was closer to his prime in particular. And like yeah. like Paul says, as an athlete, your body changes. And, yeah, we don't need to go over all that. But just to hear that is, is a little sad. Also, Ace, you know, yes. I thought sounded very, very good on that tour. Um, that there was a, there's always a sloppiness inherent to his performance, but getting to hear him with a crystal clear recording doing 80 stuff, you know, it's quirky, it's different, it's fun. You know, we, we went on a little bit about, I was made for loving you when it came out. And again, it's the same. It's for most people, new music coming out that they may have heard crappy webcast versions that circulate. And I think someone uh, posted a picture of a recent, or a, a new vinyl pressing of the same show so the bootleggers are going after universal and universal's got the real deal so it's like don't yeah that's one where i would say don't touch that that bootleg well, crap because it just is not going to compare to what you're going to be able to get 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to hear because you know this is a short-lived lineup with Eric Singer on drums, and and you could tell that he his drumming reinvigorated the band a bit at that right at that point. Um, so everything was you know clicking pretty good for them, um, you know, other than you know in comparison to the uh, you know farewell tour. Yeah, so if it's is off the soundboard going to end up being a quirky lineup soundboard collection? So that would mean that Columbus 1997 with uh, Eddie Cannon on drums would be next. Or actually, that wouldn't be next. That would be a possibility. The Sabota or whatever that casino show was down in uh, Southern California where Paul oh, yeah. had his palpitations at the Prospect of Family Jewels filming. Um, and Gene... Tommy and Eric did the show as a trio. That's actually yeah. a pretty good show. And um, I don't think I don't think they're gonna. I doubt they'll release anything that is. It's not the quality. Not Paul. It's something or or lots of goofs or. or well, yeah, know, it was sloppy. Or, it, or or something like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, that'd be interesting. I, I still would be interested in hearing that uh, or a release of that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if they have any of them, some of the casino shows. Obviously, you've done the, you know, 90, what was it, 92, you did the clubs. Actually, that would, oh, yeah. oh a club, the one, Stone. Of the, one of those club shows, if you think yeah. how powerful. The just soundboard the, of that would be great. Yeah, the dats people recorded. Ooh. So there's, again, there's so many options. If you didn't know that Heavens on Fire is now available, go check it out on iTunes or Spotify or wherever. Someone's probably reposted it on YouTube by now anyway. So uh, let's get into, I had originally put a reaction to the A&E biography ad but since then it's kind of exploded into a little bit more of a topic when Kurt and um, Kurt is of course one half of the team who did Kiss Alive Forever allegedly and I'm saying that because I did not see that post on Facebook myself Um, well apparently he posted on Facebook that Ace and Peter refused an insane amount of money to appear on this biography so let's take it all as one chunk you know the biography ad has aired now and Mm -hmm. it's only 30 seconds it's an ad it's not a trailer and that's one thing i really want to stress that you can only get apart so much or get across so much information in 30 seconds versus say a three minute trailer but Mm -hmm. you know initial impressions on that and then let's talk about ace and peter and insanity I think it's your your the actual trailer or that's not a trailer thirty sec, second ad. Uh, I thought was okay. It seemed I don't know pretty standard. Um, I was hoping they would throw something in there like we're, we're gonna you know see something we've never seen before, something controversial to to try to alert the viewer or you know who sees this as a commercial on a and e or wherever uh to kind of pull them in more um there's nothing there other than your standard kiss fair of you know stuff we normally see whenever they're promoting something kiss wise um which is mostly the current lineup of kiss um so i mean yeah they had little flashbacks to older stuff in that 30 seconds but I would have wanted them something something else to just grab you know, grab grab that viewer's like, oh, you know what? I need to program my TiVo or whatever recorder to, to record that. because um, that looks like ooh, that might be interesting to to check out. So I you know, I don't know. That's just how I look at it. Um, at least from the the thirty second ad. Um, do you want me to talk about the other part? About no, the... I want to talk about the ad. Um, okay, start with that. Yeah, I, I missed the hype. That they didn't hype that the ad was coming out. That they didn't try and drum up, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of excitement. That Yeah, it's only a 30-second spot, but they didn't need to tell anyone that. They, they could have simply said that the debut of the new ad about A&E Biography is coming Friday, 6 p.m., Friday, you know. <laughs> they they could have had some exactly. fun with trolling, you know, troll some of the diehards, but Try also work up a little bit of hype to get those tweets out. And they could have done single little sound bites of, you know, a two second audio clip of, G, of Gene saying something or Paul saying something. And then it's all in the trailer. 
And so I don't think they drove excitement for this thing in a very meaningful manner with that. And, and again, when I saw it, it was still unlisted on YouTube. So it was simply because someone had found out the link or it was maybe Ninja that it got circulated. But then you see this, um, this ad. And I was just like, how is that drumming up any excitement again for it? You have to get people excited that it's coming, that the ad is coming, get them invested, repeat the date, repeat the time, repeat everything. And it just kind of ends with a, and Paul Stanley's living with a secret. I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, uh, I, I, I hope. You know, I, I, you know, I totally agree with you too, and but I hope that they there's another thirty second or a real trailer that comes that will that they'll air that will really generate some kind of excitement or like you said some hype to it. Well, there was nothing in there to generate hype. The the footage, yeah. I can understand them not wanting to give away if they've licensed footage. Um, you know, I you don't blow it in a thirty second ad. You True. want people you want people and skulls on the screen during viewing time in order to make that investment worthwhile. But you have to give people something to give them a reason to care because right now the narrative, if we follow it on say the FAQ, because that is my message board, and also I've seen the same comments going on Twitter and Facebook. Um mm-hmm. The narrative is, is this is just going to be another Gene and Paul show singing the party line of the, the narrative that they as victors have written. There's nothing immediately that assuages that kind of perception from some of the more jaded fans that we're just going to be getting yet another um, shit-slinging fest towards Peter and Ace. Um, or what they have decided is their history, even when there is factual and, you know, deliverable evidence to the contrary. I mean, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I think that uh, it's the ad comes off as a like a, a concert promo. You know, like they're going to on tour and it's just promoting kiss you know come see kiss in the next it's, it's that way it's the same thing as you know come see kiss on this a biography kind of thing it, there's no uh, yeah i there's just no hook to it uh meat or something that stands out that uh the casual fan would might you know like you know sit up oh sit up in their seats take notice um, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, it's a commercial. I'm, getting, I'm eating my popcorn. I'm waiting for this commercial to go by. I'm, I want to continue watching my whatever WCW documentary or whatever on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I just hope there's something else that they can put out or do to to show what's really going to happen in this thing. I'm hoping, and maybe nothing. Maybe it's just going to be your standard we're not going to get we don't know um so yeah it's just it remains to be seen i hope they're i hope it's better than what the at least the ad is showing us yeah i I haven't seen it so i can't i have no clue um i have no opinion on it yet i have hopes and aspirations that it is something or you know follows something or isn't something else and and that's perfectly fine i've made no judgments about any biography until i watch it and i've watched it probably a few times um in order to digest it you know i'll be taking notes on it i'm definitely going to do if it's on at a decent you know time because um, I can't remember what time it's on uh, off the top of my head, yeah. you know, maybe do a live stream on it. But I, I do want to, you know, give it a fair chance because I'm excited that, number one, A&E was willing to step up and do what is essentially a two-night, four-hour special on KISS. Therefore, I don't see how it could possibly be the same as we've already had, just taking into account the amount of, you know, time that it's taking to take that story. 
um, there's one review that's kind of circulating, but I, I don't really want to talk about any reviews mm. at this point because I don't think the final cut will be done by this point. So it wouldn't be fair to if someone has had you know access to a screener and written their thoughts um, mm -hmm. until A and E does finalize it. I, I don't want to you know kind of go on hearsay, especially when I haven't seen it myself and have no idea if anything that, that is, that's being written is accurate. So, you know, mm. I'm, I'm open to it. I just wish, you know, again, going back to the ad, 30 seconds you, is a very short period of time to grab people's attention. And it's just yeah. a little bit too modern for me ending on the Paul is a secret, has a secret uh, kind of thing. You know, when in if the background, the... you know, the, the background music should have been like unreleased Kiss audio. You know, even if it's, you so, know, like, do you want to touch me now? The instrumental track, which a lot of people have heard, mm -hmm. you know, just playing in the background, you know, so some people will go, oh, you know, you know, just, exactly. some, just something, um, yeah. which reminds yeah. me when, when we we're Secrets. in uh, Nashville for the first rock and pod, I plugged my iPhone into the PA system and played some demos and uh, I, I played some of the Crazy Nights ones, which weren't out and were circulating at that time. And someone came running across the room. What was that? What was that you just yeah. played? You know, so that's what I'm taking that's as, a, as a reaction to hearing something. Subconsciously something poking different. a Kiss fan with a stick is an awesome thing to do because we get excited about the most inane minutia possible. Yeah, something new and different you want to... Uh, put as part in that 30 seconds something new and different that's going to grab just like when they were new as a new band they were new and different that's that that hype that they had when they first started off um, so if they could you know reimagine that initial hype and do it the same way in their 30 second uh, uh, ad that would be cool um, so oh, I still yeah I hope there's another ad or a updated ad or a trailer that kind of makes it a little bit more seem a little bit more exciting right so you you said reflecting on the past so that's another nice segue into a topic on the board today and of course paul's been on twitter reflecting on a bad review oh. from 47 years ago today and that is of course the legendary patrick mcdonald of the Seattle, where I even, you know, pulled out the whole ad and posted it up there, and I'm mm -hmm. trying to scroll down my own website and it's malfunctioning live while recording. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Fire that guy. Oh wait, that's me. Um, let's see. I, I will get there. Ah, maybe not. So it's the Seattle uh, Times for May the 27th, 1974, and of course, the reviewer bashed the band the line is um what what is the the line it is it's about them not being around very long yeah or something. hope they're Save saving up, hope they're saving their money because they're not going to be around yeah. very long and you know calls it music for morons Ooh, that's brutal um yeah, do you think paul should let it go i mean he he kind of tells the guy you know i hope he's saving up his money um and the the critic was with the seattle times until 2008 so he had a long and he was legendary for some of his snarkiness he bashed a lot of bands yeah there, there's a lot of uh critics back then that were like that um but someone had wrote and i actually replied on this uh that post um this thread um where Paul probably should have said, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see some of our most vocal critics finally came around. Um, and I said, yep, that's what I was thinking, the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I think he doesn't need to go and make a, a dig at the guy, even though he, you know, the guy, it's just a review. You should, you've probably had so many reviews like that in the, 50 year or whatever, almost 50 year career, um, that it shouldn't even matter, but, uh, and just, just either blow it off or just say, yeah, you know, but you know, we had the last laugh, something like that. He didn't have to say, I hope you saved your money and, or whatever it is. So I just thought that he's got to let it go. 
Yeah, I, I think, think he, he could laugh about it because obviously he does have or the laugh. last laugh. Because I did finally mount. I'm using a Mac, which is makes Control C, Control V very difficult. But it, here's a couple of parts. We've read it before on the show, but since it's the anniversary and Paul's tweeting, uh, the band's music is strictly on the moron level, being made up of a series of simple chords any child could learn and lyrics that are there because they rhyme. But who listens to this music? Um, it's yeah. the extreme loudness in the flash that counts, and a lot of the audience Saturday night went along with it and actually gave the band a standing ovation. I hope the four guys who make up the group, whose names don't matter, are putting away money for the future, in the near future, because Kiss won't be along, won't be around long. Flash doesn't last. You know, he's right about one thing. What? He says whose names don't matter. True. As as Kiss portrays themselves now. Paul's uh, Star Child, Star Child, Demon, you know, Space Ace or Spaceman and Catman. So I'd rather have Space Ace. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of he's partly right. Uh, but the music is all judgmental, where he's talking about the type of music they play. But Again, we, we it's, you know, the last laugh and all that stuff. We all know that Kiss no way would have lasted this long without having some decent music backing it up. You know, you can, you can put all the show on you want. <clears throat> if the music totally sucks, they're not, people are not going to buy it and they're not going to go to the show. Exactly. And how many bad reviews have motivated me to watch something or listen to something? When I've read something true, snarky true. and snarly, I'm like, oh, I got to check that out. Or if exactly. your parents say that music sucks. Well, come on. Rock and roll is simple music is, you know, in yeah. its essence, three chord rock. It doesn't have to be yes to be good music. Mm-hmm. The complexity of something is not a measure of its merit which is, you know, just as well for many things. But what I love is in January 1975, when the band returned to Seattle, um, they they did obviously did another show, and Patrick reviewed them again. He says something else prophetic. Um, what people will remember are the explosions, the dry eye smoke, the flashing lights, the leather and metal costumes, and the face makeup of the band members. So exactly like you pointed out, um, there's truth in what some of these critics were saying. The world is on fire. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I I think Paul really needs to take a look at the bigger picture of some of the things. It's great to focus in on, you know, some of the comments. I, you know, I'm sure a reviewer would regret calling, you know, it moron level music and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, let's not be so sensitive to it and, you know, kind of judge it by modern standards where any sort of uh, seasoning on your criticism is taken as turning it into hate you know kiss does have the last laugh but i think kiss does need to recognize that they say it themselves that they're characters who can be replaced well then you're exactly what you have been suggested you were 47 years ago so it's a good laugh. Always fun yeah. to revisit that crap. And again, yeah, I've, I've done a full book of lots of these reviews. And as I found with the Aerosmith one, a lot of the same critics who were savaging Kiss in the early days were also savaging um, Steven Tyler as the bastard child of Carly Simon and Mick okay. Jagger. So, I, I mean, the amount of times <laughs> that I've read that. I think I heard that one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny. It's funny, actually. Comical. So, Kiss, you're not alone. Critics hate everyone. All right. So let's move into back into the, uh, you know, kind of the Ace and Peter refusing an insane Mm -hmm. amount of money. What what did you think of that? That uh, I guess the post number one that was suggesting that that just because there was an offer of money that they should have done Mm -hmm. it. It was my takeaway. What was yours? Well, my take was, yeah, it sounded like, well, when they say insane in capital letters or whatever, um, I thought, well, that's a, what is, still, it's like, what is an insane amount of money? I wish they would have listed how much money they uh, refused. Uh, that would have been kind of easier for us to determine, you know, if it was a, they lowballed them or, or, or if it was a real good money, they must have had a good reason not to, um, you know, sign up, sign the contract or whatever for the interview. Uh, I I said that uh, it, it's probably something. It's probably a good amount of money, but 
but there might have been something in the contract where they they're not allowed to uh, disparage or say something derogatory or bad about another band member or or, or something like that, um, where it's kind of not allowing them to speak uh, freely or ace freely. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I think it has. I, you know, I can't, I, I don't know. It's, again, we don't know the amount of money, but it's all speculation right now. Uh, they refused a lot of money. Uh, I think if it was a lot of money, really a lot of money, they would take it and 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 show up. But uh, I'm saying, I'm gonna, I think it's not a whole lot of money. It wasn't worth it to them to, to do the interview based on the amount of money. Um, and maybe because of the stipulation or, the contract negotiation where they're not allowed to say something or their kiss and A&E is allowed to, you know, just piecemeal their interview together to fit the narrative. I think I said something like that. Yeah. And I think all of that is very fair. The insane amount of money is a very subjective matter. What might be an insane amount to one person may be, you know, not, not, very impressive to another and even in this industry documentaries generally don't have very very large budgets my first reaction to that was okay a and e offered them an insane amount of money and they turned it down well it obviously wasn't an insane amount of money if they still turned it down you know Mm -hmm. if someone is going to turn you know what someone thinks is a good offer obviously because the offer was made and someone's coming out and saying that it was um you have to think about why someone would turn it down there must have been other reasons involved and again we have no idea about the contracts we have no idea about the offers it's not as simple as just sitting down and doing an interview and that interview then being spliced into nice neat sections and fit in um where it does it fit in in terms of the context of the narrative of the of the documentary Every documentary has a narrative. Everything has a plot line that is being followed. Someone who pitched the idea to Gene and Paul for an Amy biography would have had some linear plan of where this story starts, where it is going, and how it is getting there. So how do these interviews fit in? Were they provided with any questions in advance? Are we are only going to be asking you this, or was it open to negotiation? You know, where does it break down? Does it only break down because of money? Or is money simply used as the excuse not to do it because all of the other parts don't come into play? And you'll notice that on PeterChris.net mm-hmm. and Ace's site, there's no mention. You know, <laughs> yeah, so... They're so why are you get, why are you getting some and, and Kurt? I have no idea what his official role in this is. Um, I don't doubt that when it comes to footage, Kurt is involved in some way. Um, that simply right. is how it is. Um, but I don't know whether speaking unofficially is such a good idea. That's why I get very upset on the board when people start, you know, kind of talking about things which they may have heard bits and pieces or a lot because it's just better not to be that source. So I don't know if Kurt has done himself a disservice with that, uh, but I think it's unfair to Ace and Peter. I would love them to be in the documentary. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Completely. I would love them just to, to put it all aside and say, I'm just going to do this for the fans. I'm going to record what I'm recording while you record it. If you misrepresent it or butcher it, I will post it. You know, um, I, it's more complex than that. That's just me you yeah. know, living in a little bit of a fantasy land. Yeah, here's, I mean, here's what, what I would have loved, and uh, it's, it's like it's no way it would probably happen, ever happen, is if you could could have gotten the four of them in the same room and interview them all together as they're speaking with each other in front of each other, and let them answer the questions, you know, certain questions. Um, and you could then maybe see the reaction of the other guys and, and stuff like that. I think we'd be more honest um, if they did something like that. Of course, I don't know how they could do it. They'd have to pay them all the same amount of money and, and so on. But, man, I, I would love for that to that 
to happen or would have happened. Um, the other thing is that I'm thinking about now is that the canned uh, uh, documentary that never came out. Uh, man, I, I'd really love to see what you know happened on that one. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we'll ever see the, if it'll ever see the light of day um, officially or bootleg wise or whatever. Um, because I think for them to turn that one down, there must have been some something not you know <laughs> they didn't like um, at least you know probably Gina obviously Gene and Paul about that one so yeah i would have had little love to have four of them in the room have them all interviewed they can answer the questions and you could see maybe see the reaction of the the other one because everyone has their you know own truth i guess um or remember certain things a certain way like in their books right there's a story of this and maybe in peter's book and then Paul calls it differently in his, you know, everyone has their own little truth. It'd be interesting uh, to have them in the room together and interview them that way as part of the, the whole documentary. But yeah, that'll never happen, unfortunately. Yeah, and have Eddie Trunk host it. Not James, yeah. James Corden. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right that, that, so. that would really set them off. But, um, you know, it's yeah it's it's problematic i mean some of the things yeah. that are being kind of used to promote it is you know as well as guests dave grohl really we know and uh, and uh who's i mean the, uh, dave grohl is so overexposed in rock and roll right now that he is. you know i love him by the way and i love the foos yeah and i love nirvana um and nirvana did a cover do you love me and dave grohl didn't even play on it <laughs> so it wasn't, yeah, he wasn't wasn't the drummer on that. I got, yeah, okay. I, I have to fact check myself 100% on that. But Tom Morello, okay, that's he inducted them Tom into Morello. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, he's a badass. Um, but then you get Doc and, and Bob. Well, who else? Who else? You know, I'm, I mean, you can have Joyce. That's the only person who's still there from the original management team. Or I know she's a little bit off radar these days, but... You know, mm -hmm. how can you do a biography without Neil being represented or Bill being represented? That's going to have to all be archival. I like your idea of kind of round tabling it or, or what was it? Uh, yeah. Will, Will Smith's wife does, you know, the red table or whatever it is, you know, get them all in a room and you, you say, we're going to talk about, OK, the formation of Kiss. What do you recall? go around, go around, go around, you know, and get each one of those perspectives live and in color for what they remember of that. Okay, recording a destroyer. What, Gene, what do you remember about trying to tune your bass and boot camp? You know, go, and then go yeah. around to the other ones, you know, and then go, what do you think this this band member did the best? You know, keep, keep it positive. The problem is, is that dirt sells, that the negativity, right. the sniping, the back and forth is more popular than the minutiae built on fact and getting these guys, you know, maybe to say, you know, what was your what was your failing for Kiss in the 1970s? Gene. Girls, mm -hmm. cake, Hollywood, you know, or, or Paul, right. you know, you know, what, what do you perceive? You know, get them to be objective about themselves and their roles within the band and keep it based on that perspective rather than saying, how did Ace and Peter screw it all up? Which, you know, the, <laughs> the partying, yeah, that, that had issues. But you know what? It took those four to make the magic originally. So yes. I, I don't know. Again, I got to keep an open mind on this because I haven't seen it. And, you know, I would love to know about Alan Parker's documentary yes. what was yeah. it about that that went so wrong did it have too many other people contributing their memories say the stephen coronels who who's now banished obviously from mm. conversation mm -hmm. well you get marty cohen um you know did it have too many other people sticking their oars in and it distilling where the brilliance lies at the center you know the two who survived the longest mm -hmm. um 
Well, you, you know the thing about the round table thing that you said. Uh, what's good about that, and if they had done it, is sometimes, you know, they ask one person the question, you know, what do you remember of this? Like you said, the forming a kiss. You ask Peter that, and he says something, to the, and then it will spark a memory in another member, like, oh, I forgot about that. And then they, they think of something else that adds on to that. Those are the type of things that can be brought up. Uh, you know, someone remembers certain things from their history, and then it triggers something on in another one of the other members' uh, you know brains, uh, and and you get some other great you know stories and and, and information out of that. Um, so yeah, it's it's sad that you know that can happen that way. So yeah and not all of ace's memories are going to come back from him being clean and sober now uh, because those memories are simply gone but you know maybe what will be a possibility and one of those uh kiss fan promoters who want to make a buck can come up with a way to do it is you know bullet point the parts of the biography the whole thing that uh piss off fans the most you know that they feel that Ace and Peter are done are hard done by, and find some way to get those guys on a Zoom call or in person at an event to go through those bullet points and get their reactions. You know, oh, Gene mm -hmm. said this, and Peter's like, ah, you know, Ace, is, <laughs> ah, uh, you know, it, that would actually be fun to have. You know how you've got the. Uh, what is it, the State of the Union speech, and then the other party comes in and gives their State of the Union yes, response right, speech, right, response. Um, which I did say in a completely nonpartisan manner, so don't get pissed off. Um, you know, why not have that, that the other mm -hmm. parties who aren't there give their react their response to the A&E biography, biography. Then you get two biographies out of one. You know, they can go by, by it. Uh, it wouldn't probably be a, a two-day event, but there you go. Eh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see soon, and, and like I said, the the we'll get a lot of response. I'm sure on the board the the next day, and after each uh, episode. So the the very oh, de directed by DJ Viola. All right. So this airs a two night special airing Sunday, June the 27th, Monday, June the 28th, from nine to eleven. Um, Eastern and Pacific time. So um, no word yet on international streaming. There's often rights issues that need to be negotiated between channels and all that. And uh, what we do know where you'll be able to watch it, if you'll be able to watch it, it may be on a, a pay streaming service. It may be, be picked up by a partner, say in Australia. Um, one would hope with them touring there that the Aussies are going to get to enjoy it since they just got locked down again today in Melbourne. Um, yeah. Need some entertainment. So we'll let you know, or check the FAQ, check KISS Online, obviously, and uh, keep an eye out on Facebook and any of the groups. All right, let's move on. So um, yeah. <laughs> going from one insanity to the next, Vinnie Vincent, KISS Live Auctions. You know, they had a uh, Neil Davis, mm. who is a, a promoter. He, he does some of the cruise events and uh, tribute band and other things. Dial had well, he called Vinny live during the auctions, and it was very interesting. It was about 15 minutes of Vinny giving his plans. Um, what was your take on that? I put some audio up of that, and uh, then Mike Brun shared it as well. I at least cleaned mine up first before sharing it. Yeah, I listened to the uh, interview, and it just seemed to me like a, a lot of more, a lot more uh, promises. I mean. He has a lot of hype, you know. Kiss could learn some <laughs> some things from from Vinny. Um, uh, he hypes his his future, uh, but unfortunately, in the past, he's he said he's going to do things and they never seem to happen. Um, it sounds like he sounds like he has a maybe has a band, but he, he calls it a team, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and then something about well, I don't know if it was twelve to eighteen months, something about new music. Uh, releasing some music, um, stuff like that. I I just I I can't believe it uh, anymore. I just can't believe what he's he's saying uh, because these things just never seem to happen. Um, like the you know the box sets you know giving those out uh, two copies out to those people that never received their initial orders uh, back when <laughs> that happened. So. Yeah. Wait, did you I, I see just... initial orders or initial hoarders? Hoarders. <laughs> yeah, I meant both. <laughs> um, so it just seems to me that 
it's just more promises that may not or most likely not happen. Uh, you know, surprise us, Vinny, and and uh, and release something that would be nice. Um, but it's just not looking good. Um, I think he said something about demos, the, the stuff that's out there in demo form. Uh, he has the real, you know, finished product of things. Um, so if that's true, okay, yeah, just put it out. You know, I don't know why it takes that long to put that stuff out. Yeah, for all of his promises, that's all they are, farts in the wind. Because so far, very few of his promises have amounted to much from what he, you know, his aspirations back in Atlanta in 2018. He had all these plans. He has, let's be completely fair, he has delivered. He got up on stage at the cruise, and yeah, he wasn't shredding, but he was up on stage playing. He has delivered to all the event, or the majority of the events that he has booked at Nashville, uh, because obviously I do still have a poster for the one that got canceled, and there was no. another Nashville one that got canceled. Yeah, there's right. been a few cancellations, but he has delivered at, um, you know, most of his events where people have paid for those meet and greet opportunities a nice salad and uh, some demos being played so he certainly has delivered some things he has delivered nothing musically not even euphoria reissued on vinyl which just uh, i'm gobsmacked that something see it's up on itunes and you can't get it out on vinyl you can't get one of these people and there's now three it seems um pressing up vinyl for for bands to yeah. even do that I, it, it just really shocks me ha, ace fairly real reference um <laughs> so i i took very little of what he said in the interview as being meaningful in any manner i was happy to hear him I was happy to hear him sounding enthusiastic in his interaction with Neil because, again, I went back and listened to my phone call with Vinny, and it certainly wasn't exciting as that. Um, so it was good. I was a little concerned. He sounded like he was hacking away at times, and so I was kind of hoping that he's okay and healthy. And, but he seemed happy. He seemed enthusiastic, and that's yeah. the only positive takeaway that I take out of that phone call. I'm not going to call it an interview because it was really just, uh, yeah. you know, public announcement and facilitation. Call. You know, it's, yeah. it's very cool that he, he was willing to do that. Let's put it that way. Very cool that he was going to go on a live auction and allow something live and, well, definitely scripted or within parameters to be broadcast. So there's hope. And, he, he, and no one had to pay for it, which is even better. So it's good promotion for the, the, the Kiss Live auctions. And it's, you know, yeah. good promotion for Vinny. Um, doesn't he have a, a sold-out event this weekend? I think he does have something. Um, I know they, they announced something else, too, about one of those uh, other conventions that, you know, he's showed up to a couple of times. I don't know, it was a monster or something. Yeah, something he's, like got, he's got Chiller announced now as Chiller. well. So, you know, it's autograph sessions. It's, it's all good. I mean, come on. I, I don't expect to see him with a band. I don't expect to see him on tour. I, in the very least, would settle for a little bit of music. You know. Yeah. Not yeah. not. Seems the I, to do. I, I think most people would settle for a box set that they wrote. And it'd be really yeah. nice if one of these people who does interview him would actually say, "What happened to the box set promise from Atlanta? You know, what's going on with your box?" Well, maybe not in those phrases because that's a little rude. Um, you know, what is going on? I mean, yeah, you you risk losing access, but ask the question. You know, about the box set. You don't have to phrase it conf confrontationally. Say, hey, Vinny, you know, you you spoke about a lot of these ideas in Atlanta. How has the time in between changed? You know, you know, but call him on some of the things he has announced mm -hmm. that haven't come to fruition. And, and just see where he's going. So yeah. anyway, yeah. good job for getting him on the phone and having it broadcast. And, yeah. you know, good job, Mike, getting permission to, um, you know, share the audio as well. Um, very cool for everyone who wasn't able to be there to actually get to hear it. So well done. Yeah. That's, of course, Mike Brun's uh, YouTube channel. Check it out. A lot of good interviews and other material there. All right. You want to go with one more before we wrap? One yeah, one more. Do you want to pick one of the leftovers? Go on, Ken. Have it the scraps. Oh, 
Um, <clears throat> I think there was there was the one about uh, about Kiss uh, the Carrie Stevens book about uh, so there's something out of there about um, Kiss pressuring or you know threatening Eric to quit um, and it's I think from what I remember reading that on that it said something about Paul according to Carrie of course uh, Paul was calling in the like the middle of the night or something like that um, you know sound like you know asking him you know I don't know asking him to quit or, or something like that um, and part of that is I, I don't know if I if it's true I don't know why she would lie about something like that but um, yeah I, I know Paul and Eric did not they weren't getting along for the couple of years there um, and and may, you know maybe if Paul saw opportunity with with uh, Eric being you know <laughs> sick to you know to say hey you know you, you need to you know probably you know quit the band or, or something or else we might you know pull the plug or whatever um and i think i well, i i wrote something on there about you know i think you know i know you know i think it's probably paul's idea i think gene just kind of fell in line um with whatever paul came up with i know though they uh, they did decide to give Eric, you know, money to uh, for his uh, ex medical expenses and stuff like that that he was, you know, having had, had incurred, I guess, uh, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I just thought it was kind of. I hope it's not true, um, but I don't see why Carrie would, you know saying truth about about that yeah i've met carrie once and she burst into tears sorry carrie um <laughs> she's mm -hmm. a sweetheart she's a sweetheart she is a very sweet lady um and i was only having her sign a guitar by the way um i have not read her book and this is you know so it's secondhand i still have it it's in my stack of books to read and i'm just so busy at the moment with my own book that i haven't had a chance to read it but it, it basically suggests um that Paul often called Eric's home late at night, waking us up, pressuring him to resign. They didn't want Kiss to look bad for firing a sick guy. And yeah, and then apparently Jesse was threatening, um, you know, to take away his insurance and whatnot. I, I think all of them have admitted that things could have been handled better. We know that things True. were in a difficult position between Paul and Eric um, in particular. But I think also when we look at our own lives, we all do things in life that we later on regret not handling in a different manner. And mm -hmm. I think I remember Paul saying that no one thought Eric was going to die. And that always kind of strikes me just with the way he said it. I, I just can't imagine a human being so cold and calculating to be saying that and thinking the other he's going to die we got to get rid of him you know that mm -hmm. that to me i just can't imagine just because my the way i am I, I can't project or maybe i am i don't doubt that they wish they'd handled it differently i don't doubt that both parties made mistakes because we, we've mm. heard how eric's family wouldn't talk to you know them just cut them out completely which they did what they had to do um maybe that'll be covered in the documentary on eric carr that's being made at the moment <laughs> oh it, yeah it, it would be nice to have someone sit down and really just go over everything kind of in a in, almost in a judicial manner laying out the evidence and what they perceive as the facts or having the facts on the whole thing but i don't think it matters i, I think trying to go back 30 years he's gone and he died too early and it was heartbreaking and it must have been even more so for Carrie and his family and also Gene and Paul and Bruce. Mm -hmm. um, it must have been absolutely horrible for all of them. I, I just think it continuing to come up is almost tabloidish in one way. 
And yes, yeah, she was there, so she knew the phone was ringing. But I, I don't know if the phone was on speakerphone, if she knew the whole conversations. And again, it's, you know, now 30 years ago. So you know, how much, you know, was she really um, firsthand knowledge versus Eric repeating what he had heard on the phone and then who knows so I, I don't know I can't balance it I don't even want to weigh it I think it's just again a very sad thing and I think we all do get to the point where we regret something wish we could handle it different and maybe not you know there, there are of course it's a business it is about dollars it is about these insurance premiums we're not making that much money you know <laughs> it, yeah I, I just I just have a problem with the thing about uh not you know the thing about well we don't want to we don't want to look bad for you know firing you know eric you need to just you know quit or, you know resign out of the band that that kind of bothers me um it's like it's <laughs> I, I i i just don't i don't care for that kind of thing and as far as the documentary yeah maybe they'll shed light in the eric's documentary that they're making uh, but I don't think they're going to touch this with a 10-foot pole in the KISS documentary. They've got to. How can they not cover the death they'll, of their drummer? They'll cover he died, but they're not going to go in heavy detail about it. I almost think they're going to pretty gloss over it real quickly. Um, if there's I, only Bruce talking about him dying and no Loretta... That would, yeah, that would just be... that would just, Then again, it is the band perspective, so... You know, why would you bring in, you know, the family member? Because especially when they're working on their own documentary. Um, True. <laughs> you know, Bruce has spoken about it. And, it, you know, yeah, maybe it is a job for Bruce to be the only one speaking about it because he's the most diplomatic and loved well, well, and, and trusted in many ways. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I just, just, you know, that sort of thing, again, it just bothers me you know it's like uh i can't look bad you know the, the band can't look bad so you're gonna have to quit as a, it's like that's just like to me that's selfish that's very selfish um if that's true selfish by either kiss or paul or whatever um it's like you know what you're not gonna be perfect you can put that image out that you're perfect but no one's perfect nobody's perfect so anyway whether you know We'll, we'll, we'll make, we may not know the real truth of all this, uh, all what went down, um, but it would like, I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more, you know, or know, I guess, more details to try to get a clearer picture on it, especially I, I, maybe that will happen in the Eric documentary, hopefully. We'll see. All right, let's leave that there. I just hope when that uh, broadcast finishes, I sit back and say, "Yeah, it was pretty good." You know, I enjoyed. I, I, I enjoy parts of that. You know? That's that's yeah. That's all we can hope for. If not, I'll be shouting at my TV screen, demanding a refund. Oh wait. If I for, if, yeah, I hope I'm not shouting at the TV and like I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right or something like that. You know. So if you're shouting at your TV, or if you're happy, SpongeBob, just remember it was free. And you could turn off the dial if you don't like it. So it was just, free. It just like the show. This show's over. We're going to turn off the dial. We're going to cancel ourselves today. I mean, all this right. Is so, free? yeah, uh, this is free. Okay. Yeah, all it costs you is bandwidth and time. All right, yes. that's it from Ken and myself. Hopefully, we'll get the crew back together soon. And uh, for now, take care, and we'll see you soon. Bye now. It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled. But that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skeo and his new band Resist and Bite 
making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Encaptia. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.